0: Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpit supply, conferences, retreats, and revivals, as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be a service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear. From you. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number six again. Matthew chapter number six. And last time we were together, we talked about almsgiving and prayer. And the Lord here is warning, take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. So when you do your alms, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have their glory of men. For verily I say unto you, they have their reward." And uh, and then he goes on, he says, Do your alms in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And then he says in verse number five, When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. But verily I say unto you, They have their reward. But when you pray, enter into your closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and your father which sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, he warns, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you even ask him. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we do love you and ask that you would go before us today. Bless the reading of your word. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us today. And Lord, you know the needs that are represented on both sides of this microphone. Ask, Father, that you would meet them according to your riches and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Last time we were together, we talked about these alms givings and prayers. We saw wrong motives. Wrong motives for either one of these things is to be seen by men. A hypocrite. Hypocrites would go so far as to sound a trumpet, they would stand in the synagogue on the street corners and pray. And they would give something to the poor just to be noticed by other people. Uh, That was their motive. And their reward was solely the recognition that they received from the men who saw them at their time. But they totally lost any, any reward from God for what they had done. Instead, the right motive for almsgiving and prayer is for the Father and Him alone. The right motive, therefore, for almsgiving and prayer is in secret. In other words, he even went on to say that 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 the giver wasn't even supposed to account for his gifts so that the left hand didn't even know what the right hand was doing. That way, the father would reward him openly and forgive him as well. And then we got into the Lord's Prayer. And of course, you all know the Lord's Prayer. It's not mentioned here in Matthew, but over in Luke chapter number 11, Uh, Verse number one, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And of course, that led to after this manner in verse number nine of Matthew, chapter six, therefore pray. Ye. And of course, we know this prayer, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And he tagged on, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Now, the Lord is instructing the disciples, just as John had instructed his disciples how to pray. Now, a lot of times, this is is all the time and properly titled the Lord's Prayer. It's actually the disciples' prayer. So the Lord didn't pray this. Instead, he said, therefore, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Okay, and the ye would be them. And not him. And we need to remember, as we discussed last time, that Jesus was sent to the people in the house of Israel. It was not until well after his ascension that Christ sent Paul to the Gentiles who were not under the law of Moses. This prayer was for the Jews who were under the law of Moses to pray. Therefore, it is not really for us to pray at all. As a matter of fact, he warns, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do. And yet, yeah, we, we don't listen very well at all. Therefore, it's not necessarily ours to pray. For example, when the prayer says thy kingdom come, thy will be done in, on in, in on earth as it is in heaven. OK, there's nothing wrong with you and I praying that. But understand, it's different for the Jew to pray that than it is for you and I to pray that. You know, Jesus came to bring in the kingdom. He was rejected. Therefore he's gonna come at his second advent and bring in the kingdom. Okay, so their perspective on the kingdom. Now the kingdom's the same thing. You and I, I mean I mean the kingdom will come after the rapture of the church and the tribulation, then the then the then the kingdom will be established upon the earth. So we can pray for his kingdom come, but it means something different than it is to us than it is to them, but it's still the kingdom. So in other words, we have a slightly different perspective of the kingdom from that of the Jews. Okay. Uh, The same could be said for various other statements in this prayer as well. And then last time we were together, I was going to get into a topical message on the issue of prayer. And we talked about the definition of prayer. Prayer can best be defined as having fellowship with God. It's more than simply to God, but rather talking with God. There's a difference between talking to someone and talking with someone. Communication implies a two-way give and take. You speak, I listen. I speak, you listen. And then we looked at the elements that are found in the model prayer that Jesus is here giving his disciples. And there's actually 10 elements that I can find. And the first one we mentioned was it, it implies that there is a personal relationship with God, because it starts out with our father. It signifies the believer's brotherly relationship between himself and all other Christians. And then the second element that it implies is faith, because it says our father in heaven. Okay. Jesus said, I go to a place to prepare for you that where I am there, you may be also. We take that by faith. I've never been to heaven. You've never been to heaven, and I doubt those who say they've been to heaven and come back have been to heaven, to be quite honestly honest with you. The Bible says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for him. Even Paul, you know, we know that he said he went into the third heaven, but he he said they were just things that were too profound for him to even talk about. And yet we have people today, it's obviously not too profound for them because they can write a book about it. So I've got my, yeah, I've got my doubts. in, in that regard, I mean, you can only explain the known or the unknown in the known and everything in heaven is unknown. So we can only explain it in what we know, which means we wouldn't be doing it justice anyway. And then the third element of prayer is worship because it goes on and says, hallowed be thy name. Worship means to honor and love as deity. It is to regard with ardent and adoring esteem or devotion or to revere. You know, David felt this part of the prayer to be so important that he appointed um, or this part of prayer, period, to be so important that he appointed a select group of men in the temple. They did nothing but praise and worship the lord and we see that in first chronicles chapter 23 and chapter number 25 in the book of revelation we're told that there are four special angels and they exist solely to worship god to praise and to worship God. Revelation 4 8. And the four beasts, each of them had six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and the rest and rested not day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God almighty, which was and is and is to come. And they just say that over and over. Jesus spoke of worship. When he was speaking to the Samaritan woman in John 4, 23, when he said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and spirit. And in truth, God desires us to be, God desires to be worshiped by us. But the only way we can worship him is with our spirit and in truth. If it's not in spirit, it's not truth. If it's not in truth, it's not in the spirit, you know? So the third element is hallowed be thy name, which is worship. And then the fourth element of prayer is expectation. We're expecting something. The Bible says thy kingdom Come, This kingdom is that blessed millennial kingdom spoken of so much throughout the Old Testament. For example, we see this kingdom mentioned in the book of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter number two and verse number two, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke Many people, and they shall beat their swords in the plowshares and their spears in the pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up a sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come ye. And let us walk in the light of the Lord. That is the kingdom that the Jews are looking forward to. Yes, we'll have a part in that, but that is the kingdom that they're praying for. So we should live in the expectation that that kingdom is going to be established at any moment, just like the disciples. They thought when they came over the hill into Jerusalem, they expected the kingdom to appear at any moment. Matter of fact, uh, James and John's mother was so convinced that it was going to happen at that time, she said, when you come into your kingdom, can my boys sit on your right and on your left? And he said, can they truly drink the cup that I'm getting ready to drink? And she very foolishly and ignorantly said, yes. And he said, well, great, they will. And both of them died a martyr's death. I mean, we should live in the expectation of the establishment of the kingdom. However, for us, It will begin with the rapture of the church. When the age of grace is over, the dispensation of grace is over. When the times of the Gentiles is over, we will be raptured out. Then the Lord will be dealing with the nation of Israel, fulfilling Daniel's 70th week of Daniel chapter number nine, and then the second coming of Christ. And you and I will be with him in the book of Revelation chapter number 19, and then the establishment of his kingdom upon earth. We need to live in expectation. We need to be living our lives like the Lord could come today because he literally could. Once while Francis of Assisi was hoeing his garden, he was asked, what would you do if you were suddenly told that you would die at sunset today? He said, I would finish hoeing my garden. We should have that kind of attitude. If you knew today would be your last would you be doing it differently? If so, are you walking in the will of God? Because if you're walking in the will of God and you knew today was going to be your last, then just finish what he told you to do. But if you knew today was going to be your last and you knew you you, you know that you need to make some corrections, then you need to correct yourself because you're obviously not walking in the will of God for your life. According to Gallup, Which is a Pew Research, the belief that Jesus Christ will return to earth someday is held by 62% of Americans, which is interesting. 62% of Americans believe that the Lord, Jesus Christ, is going to return to the earth someday. Well, I wish they would live like it. (laughs) I wish I lived like it all of the time. We need to live in the expectation because the Bible says, in the moment, the twinkling of an eye. At the last Trump, I mean, it's going to happen in a second in the twinkling of an eye. If that was going to happen, if you knew it was going to happen today at such and such a time, how would it alter how you are living your life? It shouldn't if you're living in the perfect will of God for you. As a matter of fact, Luke chapter number 12, we'll look at this and then we'll wrap up for today in Luke chapter 12 and verse number 31. For all these things, in verse 30, do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that ye have need of these things, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. We need to be seeking the kingdom of God, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Instead, we want everything added unto us, but we don't want to seek the kingdom of God. Nope seek the kingdom of God. He says, live like the kingdom could be established today. And of course, for you and I as the church, you and I as Gentiles, that will start with the rapture of the church. Are you ready for it? Are you living in expectation? The Bible calls it the blessed hope. One day the Lord will come and receive us unto himself. So the fourth element of prayer is expectation. Thy kingdom come. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember always that God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good.